Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lord, be on my mind, be on my lips, and in my heart. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept them, except him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. Of those, to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Before Mass, somebody gave me a gold box. You may have heard this story. It's been around for a while. I've told it before, but it's so good if you've heard it. Once upon a time, there was a man who worked very hard just to keep food on the table for his family. This particular year, a few days before Christmas, he punished his little five-year-old daughter after learning that she had used up the family's only roll of expensive gold wrapping paper. As money was tight, he became even more upset when on Christmas Eve he saw that the child had used the expensive gold paper to decorate one shoe box she put under the tree, and he was concerned about where she got the money to buy what was in the shoe box. Nevertheless, the next morning, the little girl, filled with excitement, brought the gift box to her daddy and said, This is for you. And as he opened the box, the father was embarrassed by his earlier overreaction, now regretting he had punished her. But when he opened the shoebox, he found that it was empty, and again his anger flared. Don't you know, young lady, when you give someone a present, there's supposed to be something inside the package. And the little girl looked up at him with sad tears rolling from her eyes and whispered, Daddy, it's not empty. I blew kisses into it until it was full. 
The father was crushed. He fell on his knees and put his arms around his precious little girl. And he begged her to forgive him for his unnecessary anger. An accident took the life of that child only a short time later. And it is told that his father kept this little gold box by his bed all the years of his life. Whenever he was discouraged or faced difficult problems, he would open the box and take out one of the imaginary kisses and remember the love of his beautiful child who had put it there. Don't know if that's a true story, but this one they claim is true. I think it was around the 1980s, but about 40 years, 35 years after World War II. There was a pastor in New York City starting a new church, and he wanted to, and he just bought, him and his wife bought a new church, and they wanted to open it up for Christmas, and so they had lots of repairs, and they almost got done. It was going to be on time, and then a storm came, and there was a leak in the roof, and it caused a big hole to fall in the wall right behind the sanctuary. And so he felt that that means he couldn't open the church. And devastated, he's walking through the city and he sees a store having a flea sale for charity. He goes in and he finds this beautiful tablecloth, handmade with a cross on it, exactly the right size of that hole. He comes back to his church and he puts it up before Christmas. And then as he goes outside, there's a lady in the cold. She just missed her bus. And so the next one's 45 minutes away. He says, come on inside and wait while it's warm. She looks up at the tablecloth and recognizes the initials at the bottom. She says, Pastor, where did you get that? He told her. She says, I made that 35 years ago before the war in Austria. And when the war came, we had to flee and leave everything behind. And my family is all divided, and we haven't been united since. Christmas Day came. Well, he drove that lady home and found out where she lived. Christmas Day came, and after Christmas service, everyone had left except one man was looking up at the sanctuary. And he asked, what are you looking at? And he says, that tablecloth. Those initials, that was made by my wife, who I haven't seen in 35 years since the war. And he said, come with me. Let's take a trip. And they were reunited. This one's also true. Very believable. There was a young mother who went to the gro uh, shopping to buy There's all the gifts. And you know the hustle bustle and all the difficulties shopping. And with her children, she was leaving the store and she had it up to here with Christmas. She gets in the elevator and says, whoever started this Christmas stuff, he ought to be shot. <laughs> and somebody from the back of the elevator says, don't worry, we already crucified him. <laughs> These three stories, I think, sum up the Christmas message. God gave us a precious gift, his unconditional love, and he gave it to us in a way that we can see it. Jesus, true God, 
true man, born a little babe, who brings out the best in us, doesn't it? I've seen this so often. I don't do it. I'm not a parent. But when people go up to a little child, they become a little child themselves, right? Oh, go, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it does. It brings out the best in us. And this gospel today tells us that God, the one who made all things, came into the world to reunite us, to make us God's children again, which we lost by drifting away from him. Like that couple, that pastor, this child, God's trying to unite us, not only with himself, because he misses us, but also with one another. But, just as this little child brings out the best in us, sometimes the full-grown adult who gives us a very difficult message that we must love each other, treat each other, everyone, like we would treat that little child. Sometimes that message is hard, and we end up crucifying or rejecting the gift that God gave us. Last night, I was struck. Luke's Gospel talks about heralds. The first reading today talked about those who bring the good news. How blessed are they? You know, in the ancient days, Luke's Gospel has echoes of a very common scenario when a messenger from the king would come and proclaim the gospel, which was good news, news that brought great joy of the great king's victory, and how Luke's gospel is fashioned on the proclamation that Caesar is God, the divine savior. But what we hear is that God is sending his angels to true heralds of God to proclaim Jesus Christ is the divine savior. God joins us in our humanity to save us from our sins, to tell us the depths of God's love when we strayed from him. And if we allow that love to be incarnate or born in our hearts by accepting that he is Lord and opening our hearts to the Holy Spirit that he gave us through his death and resurrection, that can heal us and change us. And at the back of the church, we're going to give out books books about a very simple concept that God is calling us to create more holy moments. A holy moment is when we cooperate with God to allow God to become incarnate in the world, his love to be truly seen in our acts. And every time that we relate to another person, we have a choice to do something really powerful that can help build them up. And when we do that, the good doesn't stop there because they in turn build someone else up and our good actions ripple through the world like a pond, the ripples, changing the world, making it a better place. If you see, saw last night, it's a wonderful life, you get the idea. We only see 1% of the good we do. Every little act is so important, if we treat every child every person in this world as if they were that Christ child, dignity of God whom God died for, and with that potential to love and to do good, 
this world would be a better place more and more to create holy moments. And when we choose to do the opposite, that ripples through the world too. It makes this world very uncomfortable, unhospitable, unloving, and hateful, and it kills. And so the message is to receive that child, that love of God into our hearts, and to make holy moments. It's an important message. And in this world right now, if you look around, it's easy to become discouraged. Today, in this world, in Ukraine, people are going to be celebrating Christmas among, among much different circumstances. Against, in the midst of evil, truly, something that's unfathomable when we watch it on TV, how other human beings could so indiscriminately kill. But yet, that's exactly what we did to Jesus. And we should recognize that they shouldn't do that, especially those who call themselves Christians. And we should be repulsed. But we should also recognize that in maybe smaller ways, we still do the same thing. In our lives, when we reject others for any reason and objectify them, and discard them in our institutions that do much good but also can promote great violence and evil. We all need a savior. There's plenty of proofs that God really exists and when people pursue that I think they would really recognize that this story is more than just a story. It really is true. The real reason why we don't recognize the truth that God has visited us in Jesus is because we still don't admit we need a Savior. Without God, we are lost. And so on this Christmas, let's recognize the great gift God gave us and our need to open that gift, to cherish it, to receive God into our hearts, to make room in the end, and then treat everyone like they are that creation of God, that child of God, whom God died for, who is very potential, God in our midst, Emmanuel.